Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church and just want to welcome you in today to the podcast. Uh, as always, you can find our reading plan in the show notes below. So just scroll down there, click that. Uh, make sure you either save that uh, reading plan, screenshot it, print it off, whatever you need to do, because we desire for this podcast uh, for you to engage in God's word first, for you to model or practice the hear reading method of highlight, explain, apply, respond first, and then jump into this podcast as a, uh, a compliment to your daily reading. Uh, but before we hop into Mark chapter 2 today, uh, Sarah, uh, outside of the person of Jesus, who has made the most profound impact on your life, and what was it about them and y'all's relationship that led to them having that impact on you? Um, hands down, my grandparents. Um, and I actually still have the gift of my grandmother being alive at almost 93 years old. Um, but my grandparents, I could make a list like 10 pages long of all the things that they um, have taught me. But I think the most important thing and the thing that glued it all together was how much they taught us about loving people mm-hmm. and um, valuing relationships. Um, the last thing that they cared about was stuff. Um, I don't ever remember them taking us you know, to the toy store or anything like that. Um, I remember what I recall is the the time they spent with us, that they came to every soccer game, every school event. Um, But they also were intentional that every summer, they have nine grandchildren, every summer they took a grandchild on a camping trip in their RV, and we had to go to one academic place and one entertainment place. And every summer we did it. Every single summer. They also, um, we spent so much time at their winter house at Wintergreen, and then also family trips around the country. Um, and to this day, I feel like they still, even my grandmother at 93, you know, when you ask her, what do you want for your birthday? Oh, just come and take me out to lunch. <laughs> like, she doesn't care about any stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they just, they really, they care about loving and being with people mm-hmm. and being intentional about it. And tell what your grandmother's, what they call your grandmother. Um, so my grandmother is, her name is Mari. Um, I am lucky enough to be the oldest grandchild. And when I was born, they wanted me to call her Grandmama Laurie, because Laurie is her first name. And I just said, that is way too long <laughs> for a 15-month-old. So I smushed it all together and made it Mari. And now... Everyone that knows my grandmother, neighbors, their friends from state, everybody calls Mari, Mari. So much so that they're like, I don't know what her real name is. And I'm like, yeah, she's Mari. And so, anyhow, so yeah, she's one of a kind. Maybe y'all should change it. Give it and actually legally change your name to Mari. Probably. It would make more sense. The the mailman would probably really appreciate it, actually. Mailman even knows her name is Mari. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love the, the impact of uh, experiences and being with people rather than giving them things. Cool. Well, as we hop in here to Mark chapter 2, uh, what was the verse or verses that the Holy Spirit uh, illuminated to you that you highlighted and wrote down? 
So this passage, um, I actually highlighted two verses, and they start in verse 16. It says, And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Love this text. Love this story. What, what's going on here? Can you explain a little, uh, what's happening? So I have actually been studying Numbers and Leviticus over the past six months. And according to the old law, an Israelite who placed himself in contact with a ritually unclean person became unclean as well. Mm -hmm. So the Pharisees were living according to the old law. So they assumed that if Jesus was eating with sinners, then Jesus was a sinner too. Mm -hmm. However, the Pharisees also knew that Jesus was no ordinary Israelite and questioned whether a man like this could really be from God. Jesus in verse 17, I love how he immediately rebukes them and tells the Pharisees that he didn't come for the perfect. He came for the sinners, which includes every single person to walk the earth. Every single person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's interesting even like the, the Pharisees and the scribes asked the question to not Jesus, but to the disciples. Right. You know, I think that's interesting. Right. And But Jesus then like interjects like... I know it's in your heart. Right, right. Let me stand up and tell you, let me tell you what really, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, and even in the grander narrative here, it's where uh, Matthew or Levi, the tax collector, is called out by Jesus to follow him, and he does, and this radical transformation that we see in him, uh, pretty incredible. Uh, what are some uh, principles of application for a follower of Jesus from this text? Um, so I actually thought back to our most recent sermon series, Gospel Hospitality, when I was um reading these two verses, um, because during that sermon series, we really, we talked about it a lot in small group. We talked about it a lot in on Sundays, but just how we are called to serve and love believers and non-believers alike. And often we overcomplicate it. We make this so much more difficult. And it's like, well, look here at Jesus, this passage right here, 16 and 17. There's no talk about what his house looked like, yeah. what he was serving. He just was having that relationship and begin and, and just being with these people. Um, and so I think we can sometimes fall into the trap of being like the Pharisees. And we kind of, oh, let me pick and choose who I'm going to dine and hang out with. But instead, Jesus says it right here. And Jesus heard it. He said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. And so we are called, and Jesus is telling us, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, who's looking for the sick, mm -hmm. not looking for the healthy. Mm. Yeah, as you're reading that, sharing that, uh, a thing that popped up to my mind was like, it's Levi who invited all of his friends over and that Jesus is eating with. And sometimes I, what I hear and what I see with people who follow Jesus is like, naturally, the longer you follow Jesus, the less non-saved friends you have because Correct. you've been... You create a bubble. Yeah, you do create a bubble. You're yeah. connected with people who are believers. Uh, but yet it's the person who just comes into a relationship with Jesus that invites all of his friends over. Right. They and, have no... no. They've not, they're not nervous. They're not scared. They're not thinking about all the, oh, I need to do things perfectly. Like mm -hmm. they're just... 
and, and I think they're in a more vulnerable state that they want to so eagerly share mm. what they've just learned with others versus yeah. sometimes long longer time believers, I guess is what you would call <laughs> season believers. <laughs> season maybe? followers, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think older saints we, is what the older saints, New Testament would say. Sounds a little more grammatically correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just we we just get a little, I don't know, mundane or I don't mm-hmm. know what word I'm looking for, but we just, we forget the newness of what Jesus really does when he changes your heart from the mm-hmm. inside out. Yeah. We do, uh, in our, um, three circles training for sharing the, your faith with people. Uh, one of the things that the guy who kind of designed his name is Jimmy Scroggins. He has added to it. He says is that once he shares and once their church shares their faith with someone and someone comes into a relationship with Jesus, the first thing that they then tell them is who do you know that needs to hear this and who That's do you need so to share smart. this with today? Yeah. And it's one of those like as getting in our mindset, like we are, we don't hear the gospel to then just receive the gospel and then stop the gospel. But the gospel came to us because it was coming to someone, going to someone else or somewhere else, and we're now to take it, take it with us in there. Right. Um, so good. Uh, I- any personal response you had to this text that the Holy Spirit? Been calling um, I you think to? the personal response is it kind of the application is okay. We can all agree the Pharisees made a very foolish assumption about Jesus. Um, and I think that I personally am quick to make foolish assumptions, mm. just like the Pharisees. And so I just spent some time praying and asking for the mm. Lord to help me not make foolish assumptions about God's people. Um, and specifically, we've been praying over, you know, we've, and our, as a family, we've been praying over the people that we encounter. Because like you said just a second ago, it's like the longer you're a believer, the more your Christian circle grows, but you're influence over non-believers. It's like, oh, who do I even have that's a non-believer? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we've really been working and trying to disciple our kids in that, okay, we look at our library friend that we check out library books with every mm-hmm. week. Oh, okay, here's the lady at the Aldi. And just mm-hmm. trying to, you know, these are people that we know. And, you know, one thing that I feel like Nate does really well is he always asks people their names. And so now it's rubbed off on our girls and they're, you know, at the Aldi, they sometimes will say when we come in the door, hey, mom, I see Stephanie's working today. (laughs) And it's like, I think even just, you know, this is Mm. going a little bit off of a rabbit trail from the foolish assumptions, but it's, I think even using people's names Mm. creates a relationship with them and Mm -hmm. makes them feel like, oh my gosh, you remember me kind of thing. Um, And so I think the personal response for me is just, you know, being like Jesus and not judging who we're hanging out with, but also making it a more normal conversation of, okay, let's, let's ask the library worker, does she want to come over and have dinner? And, Mm. you know, I think the, my own children might do it before I even have the courage to do it just because we're trying to normalize it and make this, it's not hard. Like, you know, we overcomplicate it. We talked about it a lot in the gospel hospitality conversations and it's like, it's not complicated. Mm -hmm. We, you know, it's just a simple thing. And so... So yeah. Yeah, love it. Well, thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. 